Welcome, I'm Kasada Bowman. Today, my guest is Chef Shayla Felton Dorsey. She joins us from Philadelphia. Shayla works on combating food insecurity and reducing food waste in Philly, all while bringing a plant forward approach to the table. So I'll start by asking Chef Shayla, have you eaten yet? Yes, I have. And what did you have? Uh, today, I actually kept it light. I had some wheat toast and a granola parfait with yogurt. Excellent. Excellent. Well, so the timing of this interview was really interesting. Uh, this week, Philadelphia announced drastic measures to stem COVID starting November 20th. No more indoor dining and any outdoor dining is limited to four people from the same household. Already, some restaurants have decided to close. What are you hearing, seeing? Give me the lay of the land about all that's happening there, Shayla. Do you know anyone affected? Well, yes. Um, I'm observing lots of outdoor seatings. Um, I've uh, seen in the warmer months, we had a lot of wine and beer gardens. Um, now it's transitioning to the uh, insulated pods. So it's like a indoor structural bubble or square and uh, lots of heat lamps and air filters. So patrons will be able to, you know, continue to dine, um, obviously, um, limitedly, um, but in, in a pot. And how do you feel, or, or for what you're seeing, how does this new restriction is it a blow for Philadelphia? Is it a blow for restaurateurs? How do you see it? Um, I see it's uh, just an innovative step that we have to sort of like adapt into. Just for the better, the good. I mean, we, we have to do what we have to do to curb this. Yes. Innovation. Yeah. And personally, um, I do know a restaurateur that was affected. Um, my godmom uh, and mentor, Chef Melba Wilson of Melba's Restaurant in Harlem, uh, she too made the adaptation of the, um, you know, the warming uh, heaters, the um, raised sort of plateau patio seating as well. So yes, definitely major transitions. Yeah, I mean. We're constantly pivoting. It's something we have to do. We are yeah. forced to do it. And you can either go with the flow and and just do it or, you know, you have to go against it. Wh whatever you choose to do is up to you. But, I mean, I definitely, with my restaurant, had to go with the flow and you try things out and you see what works. And so it's a really interesting time right now. It is. Absolutely. Now, with outdoor dining, I mean, it's been thriving in many places. It definitely helped my restaurant in the summer months. Um, it really has saved so many restaurants around the country. Though temperatures now starting to dip in the Northeast, and now Philly restaurants have no other choice but to depend on outdoor dining, really. Uh, I have a two-part question. Do you think customers there will be willing to continue dining outside all winter when there's severe wind chill and freezing temperatures? And then also, if customers don't support outdoor dining, 
in a consistent and viable way, do you see more restaurants closing or do you think they can survive solely on takeout and delivery? Mm, I'm uncertain about customers continuing to dine um, as, you know, outdoors as the, uh, you know, declining uh, temperatures get, you know, really, really cold. And um, I believe restaurants will have to close and reduce hours and adjust to takeout. Um, I see them curating holiday to-go menus like you pre-order, um, even transitioning to do um, um, like surplus boxes for community members where people just can order um, fruits and vegetables and cooking oils and things of that nature. As a personal chef, many people don't feel safe dining out during COVID. So I'm just wondering in your field specifically, have you seen an increase in business or has your business taken a hit with many events being canceled? Well, as a personal chef, um, I made the conscious decision not to provide in-home services. Um, I'm a solo entrepreneur and I did align myself with um, taking um, an online course through the restaurant association um, just so I could be aware and abreast and on top of the COVID sanitation uh, procedures and standards. So um, it, it just made me shift my perspective of being an entrepreneur and how my business can go like solely um, structured, not just um, focused on personal chef. So that ties in my culinary instruction work, um, volunteering, leaving time for self-care. So really embracing the technology, really embracing Zoom, really embracing all the new levels that we as a society are leaning on right now. 100%. I have shifted into Zoom, uh, Instagram, virtual bunches, collaboration, partnershiping, thinking forward into 2021. What would that look like? If we continue to, um, you know, obviously we'll be utilizing technology definitely going forward, but just getting more comfortable, you know, on camera, on air, on podcast. <laughs> and, and you mentioned the different organizations that you volunteer with just now. With COVID and all the hardships and job losses, I can only imagine that food insecurity in Philly is on the rise. Can you tell us if that's the case or what you are seeing? And if yes, how you or other groups are helping to deal with this issue? Uh, food insecurity is still a major problem in the city of Philadelphia. Uh, what I'm seeing is uh, chefs feeding and supporting their communities. Um, I'm seeing community fridges all around the city where different restaurants and just the community in general supporting the community by donating meals and produce and eggs and milk and dairy. And it's just amazing. So with the community fridge, those I've been seeing those as well on almost every city. You see those working? Yes. I, I feel like they are too, because it's, it's just such a direct and it's a direct tie for people, but it's also accessible. And it's also almost like they're doing it on their own terms, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. I agree. That's great. So do you think that Philly is going to get through this? Do you see, you know, people really continuing to do this? 
Yeah, so I think uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphians, we are strong uh, residents. And I do feel like with adaptation and revision of budgets and things of that nature, um, we will be able to get through this. You are the former Philadelphia chapter president of Just Call Me Chef, which is a sisterhood of mentoring, networking, and building community among African-American women chefs. Are you seeing any trends in the culinary world when it comes to women of color that we should all know about? Well, um, I see my sisters um, sharing resources, collaborating, unifying, creating partnerships. Um, I see them re-strategizing their businesses, um, whether that's teaching online, uh, selling merchandise, uh, to-go cookie boxes, um, culinary or food-based entrepreneur pursuits uh, with slogans, uh, with T-shirts and apparels, e-books, recipes. That's exactly what I'm saying. And you see that it's working and you see that that's a viable amount of income for them? Yes, creating multiple streams of income, correct. Awesome. Well, also what I find really interesting with you, Shayla, is you practice Reiki. And I find this interesting on so many levels, but one when it comes to the restaurant industry, because there's a ton of energy in the restaurant industry. We are constantly transferring energy and picking up customers' energy with every interaction. Sometimes it can be incredibly powerful and a lot to handle. I find that my team and I pick up on customers' energy almost immediately, and it can set the course of how the meal will play out. We're constantly navigating how to serve them without taking in their energy. It's a balancing act. And I was just so curious, have you experienced this? And if so, do you implement aspects of your Reiki training as a chef? Uh, yes, absolutely. So um, my intention when I enter any cooking or kitchen space, I try to center myself, take deep breaths, clear my energy, and just get really grounded and think of uh, being highly intentional and put good intention into my food. I mean, it's so important. I think people sometimes forget, and I know you're aware, what that, that energy transference is real with the chef and how you're preparing food. And it quite literally is going into the consumer's body. It's so yes. interesting. Yes, the work is very sacred. So it's like I, um, my niche is a curating intimate um, dining events. So it's like when I clear my schedule, my calendar, um, I, I'm really like solely focusing on the food, whether the beverages I'm preparing, you know, the vibe and intention that I want my clients to experience. It's a whole experience, you know, from um, my like candles, fresh flowers. Um, sometimes I burn, you know, a little bit of incense, you know, just to kind of bring that good aromatic into the space. It's a form of, of aromatherapy. So it's engaging all senses, all five of them, touch, taste, smell, your hearing. Completely. And I think that's kind of been washed away, you know, throughout the years. And it's, it's, it, I mean, we have to go back kind of to our ancestors, you know, like, for mm -hmm. example, when you, even when you, I went to Mexico last year, for example, and they burn copal 
when I entered, when I was checking into my room. That is a welcoming scent. It cleanses. It was it was a whole a whole scenario that you know that that you that they went through with each guest. And so it's so funny that in our society in America, we we sometimes forget about that. So I'm glad yeah. that you're practicing those things. Yeah, I believe I, I believe that's what would would set me apart because um, you know, it's then again, overall I want the energy to be clear, you know. Like I inform the client, like, you know, I burn a little frankincense and merge the clean air, you know. I'll open up, you know, the window space to let, you know, fresh air in and just being engaged, like solely present and aware, you know, that my work is sacred. Like you said, they ingest my work. <laughs> Quite literally. Yes. <laughs> so now along the same realm, you also align your life with astrology and numerology. And I just wanted to know if you have any general predictions for 2021 that you can share with us or perhaps let us know how you align your life with astrology and numerology and perhaps provide us with some basic tips so we can all do the same. Oh, well, I align my life with astrology and numerology by uh, checking out the astrological forecast um, by accessing my uh, birth chart. So everyone has one and it's based on your sun, moon, rising and planets and etc. <laughs> and um, I just like to open up my planner, maybe see what's going on, the planets, <laughs> things of that nature. And as of numerology, I feel like sometimes we have numbers that repeatedly, you know, come come to us or we might have dreams or and just symbolically I try to align, you know, my schedule as much as possible. Um, just, just when I know, you know, I'll feel more in balance. So it's definitely Com- not over matter. Completely. Uh, for 2021 predictions, 2021 will be in numerology, um, the number five. So five represents change. So I would just figure, um, just be adaptable. Be adaptable. Excellent. Excellent wisdom. So Shayla, for people listening, what's the one thing that you think people should know about what's happening in the food world in Philly right now? And also one thing they should know about when it comes to what you are trying to accomplish in the food world in Philly? Great question. I would say Philadelphia's foodscape is evolving. You know, the awareness is there. Um... There's definitely a lot of changes and policies being reformed, which I'm excited about. And there's room for everyone as a whole, as a collective, to get on the ground. And whether it's volunteerism, whether it's uh, donation, whether it's monetary, whether it's just good energy and prayers, it's enough room for everyone to um, do the work, share the work. I don't think it should be on one particular group or person. It's a shared responsibility because, I mean, I feel like COVID um, has brought so much awareness to what is actually and who, what, where, why is actually important to um, to us, whether it's the individual or the, or the world at large. And it, there's, there's changes to be made. So evolving. 
Shayla, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I like ending the podcast asking if there is any takeaway that you'd like to leave with listeners that can positively influence their lives. It could be something that we just discussed, a pro tip, or general life advice that you live by. Mm, I would say pro tip. If you have a good meal, share it with others and try to reduce your food waste as much as possible. Um, and just continue to flow like water. I love that. Thank you. Shayla, where can people follow you? Uh, people can follow me um, on Instagram. My handle is Shayla, S-H-A-Y-L-A underscore S-A-V-O-U-R. On Facebook, Shayla, S-H-A-Y-L-A apostrophe S-A-V-O-U-R. And I'm on Twitter under Shayla Paybor as well. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, subscribe to Have You Eaten Yet? Wherever you get your podcasts.